0: Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth, straight up. I'm Julie Hayden, I'm An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive everyone's voice is always welcome on the chuck and julie show
1: Hello, everybody, Chuck Bonio, Julie Hayden, a true straight up, and boy, do we need two straight up more than ever, <laughs> uh, brought to you by
2: by uh, AmericaCitizenPress.com, and Denver Sun agendax and Dr. Julie McCandlin, and hey, it's party Friday. It is
1: party Friday, <laughs> that's uh, right, that's right. That's, that's right. right, we he are on um, um, birthday. So. It's right,
2: we actually are having a party at our house, um, as well, all the important people will be there, my daughter, I can't believe this, she turns 36, oh, how is that possible, and I'm know. only know. like well, 37, like yeah, yeah. I know, right. it's like have a
1: child of two. That's amazing. That's
2: yeah, amazing how that works. Hey, we're gonna be getting um Scott S. Paul coming up in a moment. He's an author um, of a book called Rediscovering America. We've had him on before, he's, he's great. great. And I want to talk about um I was kind of promoting it this way. Um you know, Biden says everything's Putin's fault. Even if your hair turns out bad from now on, that's Putin's fault Putin's as fault. well. Oh, yeah, that's Putin's come fault. Come on. Come yeah. on. And, and you know, it's like, why? No joke. Why, really? Why can we not focus on solutions? Well, it's because the globalist elite progressives won't let him focus on the solution. Um, and Scott Powell is going to talk about that, saying this whole thing is just sort of a step toward toward that, their their end goal. Um Oh, this is from Leo. Julie, I came to the realization today that deciding what to drink in a party Friday is probably a first world problem. It is, Leo, but you'll be glad to know. But I mean, I call my daughter. It's such it's, a nice thing. We have a 10-year-old, 11-year-old now, Rev, but a, an adult daughter is also fun um, because I said, look, I'm not sure what we're going to do for dinner, but we do have the basics. We have bunt cakes and vodka. It's not so, Russian
1: vodka,
2: is it? <laughs> no, it's not Russian vodka. Okay. Um, <laughs> Where does well, come from? Uh,
1: yeah, how do you know it's not I, Russian vodka? I, you know, if
2: I I can if i can eat chick-fil-a french fries waffle flies i can drink russian vodka um anyway though um that was a total aside <laughs> want to talk to him want to talk to him about that um and then coming up at three we're hoping to get marisa emmer he's one of the lawyers we've read the actual tina peters indictment uh, and i cannot tell you what a bunch of hooey and that's a really polite word for it the hooey. whole thing is
1: we do have scott uh, powell with us and back to the show scott great to have you back Oh, it's wonderful to be with you again
3: and your audience.
2: Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. So, you know, Scott, I don't know if you're aware of this, but everything is Putin's fault. Everything is Putin's fault. Um, I paid four dollars at the gas tank today at the gas station today to fill my car. That's Putin's fault.
1: Our child misbehaving is Putin's yep, fault. Yeah, <laughs> child
2: misbehaving is Putin's fault. I mean, everything's Putin's fault. And but I wanted to talk to you because Biden, we can't really do solutions because the globalist elite progressives won't let him, right? I mean, this whole thing. And you had a great column where you were talking about this. It's it's part of sort of a master globalist plan. At least uh, that's what I think. World what about you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I
3: think it's safe to say that that um, we have many. We have a very large invisible player. Uh, People refer to this player as uh, as the deep state. Uh, The deep state has many levels to it. Um, Certainly, there are many people in our government that are part of this deep state, but none of them are really making the ultimate decisions on uh, global strategy. It's the it's the uh, World Economic Forum types, the, the Rothschild family and so forth that the international banking crowd that controls most of the central banks of the world that really constitute the, the real decision-making of this deep state. And they have talked about a great transition for years. And that great transition uh, is for the dissolution of borders and, and uh, so that the sovereignty of America would be subordinated to a new globalist order.
2: My, well, you know that's why we're all supposed to. I see my liberal friends are like, "Why are you whining about high gas prices? Look what's happening in Ukraine." Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> um, what though? Let me ask you this because this is one thing I think that needs to be explained in terms of what's in it for the the world economic foreign types. Is it so they
1: don't have enough money, enough power? I, enough I mean, control. is it is
2: it power control money philosophy? It's, it's power and control. Above, it,
3: okay. it, it, let let's let's think even bigger. Okay. This is a spiritual battle that we're in between good and evil, truth and falsehood. Uh, and and the, 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 the globalist powers are, are really evil people. They want to control and reduce the population of the world. They've said as much. They want to reduce the population of the world by 80 to 90 percent even. 80, 80 percent reduction in population. Well, how do you get there? You've got to kill people, right? These are these these are these are Nazis,
2: right? Well, it's like in in the you know the Marvel comic books, Endgame, right? When Thanos just goes like that. Well, what and and so it's it's philosophy. It's like they're in control. How do they make more money out of all of us as they as they go through this?
3: Well, they've been making money all the way along in various ways. I mean, uh, you know, banks are very good at. It, it, when they aggregate all the money, they can leverage it and make more money off other people's money. That's what banks do. But then they, by choosing winners and losers in the economy, that's why the, you know, the, the, the great reset to some extent, one of the, the key elements of it is this transformation away from fossil fuels to renewable energy, right? That, that's a major transition. To go through, um, but you can you can bet that they intend to make a lot of money in that transition, even even if it impoverishes uh, people, even if it cuts the energy supply. Because the, the reality is that we can't just turn on the switch to right. renewable energy right now and and right. survive. We we right. need fossil fuels. Uh, they they are the most cost efficient fuels in the world.
2: Well and. and- I was going to say, and then you throw out. I mean, and it, it, the whole thing is a lie. I mean, there are a few lies in there. One that somehow or another, it's you know we can't use our own fossil fuel, but we can buy Venezuela. So that's stupid. Secondly, so that's great that you have the electric vehicle, but when you plug it in, well, what's fueling that? And third, yeah, the electricity, right, the the stuff that you use to make electric vehicles in the first place is a non-renewable. I mean, it's just a different thing that we have to mind. And, and no
3: one even talks about uh, the 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 costs and the risks of of lithium um yeah uh, you know um the batteries uh, uh, how do you, how do you dispose of of these massive yeah. lithium batteries yeah. right well you right. put them right. on a boat and, and, and then and you no no the one talks and... about the defacing right. of beautiful nature with right. fields of solar panels and windmills right
2: <laughs> right oh no exactly. I, I
3: frankly don't i frankly don't get warm feelings when i see these things no, no. Well, i get well, warm feelings you. by by looking at the great panorama that God created, with with you know fields and meadows and mountains and rivers, I don't want to see those things interrupted by man made ugly uniform
2: yeah.
3: acres Bert and George. acres of solar panels. Thank you. Right.
1: What what is um, George Soros penned an article today um, in which he said the world needs to get rid of. Uh, Xi Jinping and and uh, our friend Putin uh, to save our civilization so what's George up to
3: well you know I can't I I am not an expert on uh, George Soros Um, obviously he's had had a bit of a falling out I think he he never was um uh Close to uh, the, the, you know, the the former Russian oligarchs and the newer Mm -hmm. oligarchs. I mean, Soros goes back many years now. Uh, But I I thought that, you know, he he, certainly the people in the World Economic Forum and and Soros is, you know, is one of those higher level people there. They look to China as an economic model, as the best model of an an economy, which is an authoritative Capitalist system.
1: Yeah, so did Trudeau. Really, Trudeau loves the communist system. It, it'll yeah. never
3: really work. You've got to, you know, only only free markets really can allocate resources efficiently, and they have to be free. They can't be driven by, you know, central, uh, you know, government authorities directing resources to this sector over that sector. It's never worked.
2: Right. One thing that I've noticed that, that that it started with. I think it's been slowly creeping up on us but they, they aren't even pretending anymore is we saw, for instance, with the trucker convoy in Canada, right? Where the GoFundMe people were just going to take the money where banks were saying, we're not going to process the money. All of a sudden, now the United States says, okay. Banks, we're not going to, you know, banks, the banks aren't going to like go let Russia do business with them. I mean, all of a sudden we've got number one, or, back, or, or,
1: or, 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 quite Mike, frankly, Lindell, or right. Mike Lindell or right. all of a sudden they're adverse to having money from People they don't politically approve. I mean, so
2: you've got that going on. At the same time, you've got this weird push for anybody who doesn't toe the party line is like is an extremist (laughs) and and an insurrectionist. And um, and I think that so, for instance, and you put out misinformation. You've got Duck Duck Go is now doing a yeah. Twitchy, which is a kids gamer, you know, streaming device is now you know putting labeling things as misinformation, and all of that is that part of what you see is part of their sort of master plan for power and control.
3: Oh, absolutely! If you can control uh, information, knowledge, and information and the dissemination of it through the educational system yeah. that includes K through 12, the universities and the media, you can control society. We, we already know that. I mean, we've arrived at this point because of a long march uh, through the cultural institutions, which are the mm-hmm. schools, the universities, Hollywood, the media. Sports, that's, everything. Just, that's yeah. why we have wokeism today, right? Yeah. Wokeism right. didn't just spring up. It had right. to be, you, you had to cultivate the environment for wokeism to really take root. And so you you brainwash people, you dumb them down, you separate them from their heritage so they, ha- they, they don't even understand the, the virtues uh, of our system. I mean, think about it. Most woke young people, they, they fancy themselves as, you know, as revolution, some of them fancy themselves right. as innovators, as creative right. people. Uh, you know, wanting to, you know, chart their own course, you know, they, they're the type that in the fork of the road, they want to the, go the direction that the other road people don't travel. take, all that sort of idealism, right? That characterizes woke young people. They right. lose all of that under the system that, that is, is unfolding right before our very eyes that they tacitly support.
2: Well, and in the meantime, well, too, but, did you but, see well, be this, the poll that indicated they would all flee if we were attacked, too? It's like, great. So maybe maybe yeah, we should yeah.
1: attack if they'd all flee, but <laughs> it's no different than, than in the 60s, where people like Pete Seeger would be playing these wonderful songs about communism and, and at least indirectly about communism, and and, and and of course, if he was in a, in a communist country, he'd been in jail cell uh, by the time he hit 20 and never let out. Um, so it's nothing new. The left is is hugging philosophies that will destroy them. That's right.
2: Where This, is, right. this is another question, and, and I don't know if you've given any thought to it, but one of the other things that I don't understand is they try to, to build this brave new world. Um, this whole weird, um, and I would also like you characterize it as this evil trend to completely sexualize our children. Um, and the whole gender thing and transgender thing what, how does that fit in? Is it sometimes I think it's just like telling Destroy the
1: patriarchy.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, how do you, how does, cause that's become huge anymore. How does, how does that fit in? Do you think?
3: Well, that's, that's why it's so important to get back to what I was talking about a, a, a spiritual battle mm-hmm. and that spiritual battle has been good and evil. When we say good, that all good comes from our creator, God, he, he created us, uh, you know, a man, either male or female, and uh, we find fulfillment in our lives when we, you know, when we and fulfillment and flourishing when we identify with our with how we're created and, yeah. and we live our our lives according to the plan of that creation. Um, and this isn't to get into any argument, you know, against anybody, right. but, uh, you know, we, we saw that feminism really hurt relations between men and women. And I'm not blaming women uh, in particular. Men. Homosexuality brought a further, you know, uh, kind of uh, weakening of the, the, the marital relationship between a man and a woman. Remember, marriage is created for joy and fulfillment and procreation. You, you can't get children out of gay couples. They, it, it doesn't happen. Um, but now we're at the final stage. And the final stage is that we're dividing m- men and women against themselves through through the transgender right. movement. And this is sort of the last stage of trying to bring us down and demoralize us and weaken us. All these agendas are hurting people and confusing people. Uh, suicide. Rate, people that have gone through the transgender changes, you know, can start with hormone treatments, but then ultimately, people actually try to become the other uh, gender. Uh, many of them have horrible outcomes. You know, they're unhappy. Uh, they they can't find their own way. They're confused. Suicide rates are are sky high in that group of people. Why would why would parents? want to open that door for their children if they love their children
2: but well, they do, want to you know, affirm they
3: don't. your child as a as a boy or a girl period end
1: it's of well, story there was, a, it's... there was a great hollywood thing where where the unmarried actresses would go over to africa adopt uh, some african kids but that's no longer everything now mm-hmm. it's it's that you're you have to have your kids identify as as transgender because if your kids appear to be heterosexual that, that's
0: that's yeah. awful it's, yeah.
1: it's, you know but if they can say their kid is going through a transgender uh stages and everybody goes oh hooray hooray uh, congratulations and so there are people out there kind of come well, on come thing. on yeah. tommy you know
2: <laughs> well he we can't talk so we can't, we can't he's only you know one and a half well do you how do it's well
1: it, it really reflects
3: how um how lost our, our culture is, how, yes. I mean, you could yes. say it's decadent. Yes, it's decadent. But this is a violation of, of very fundamental things. You you don't want to um, cause your children. You, you don't want, want to project on your children your fantasies that, that hurt your children. Yeah.
2: At any level. You're right. That, Whether that, that, that's insanity. To be a...
3: that's, that's selfish. That's wrong. Right. And, uh, you know. Uh, I, I'm I live in Florida, and our our governor recently right. uh, made a an executive order that prevents introduction of transgender uh, ideology in schools. Uh, I don't I forget what the.
1: No, it know, whether
3: a it's all law. the way through high school or up to no, so. certain grades. It's,
1: it's up to, it's up to third grade kindergarten. I mean, that's, that's a start.
3: It really, really yeah. needs yeah. to be, and so, it really needs to be uh, all the way through school, frankly, and you so, know, young people, they're not fully mature. You know, they, no. they, they have bad judgment. We, we know we've always known that. Right. So, you know, we we don't allow them to drink before a certain age because right. you know they might hurt themselves. They might get in a car wreck. We don't allow certain things because we recognize that young people don't have uh, they're not mature enough to handle th- those choices. And this is the very same thing, isn't it?
2: Right, right. Well, I mean, one thing that gives me hope, and I want to get your take on this is. I, you know, I kind of have been on a theme here lately that part of the problem the left has is to them, truth. Um, it's fluid. It's whatever you can get people to believe. It's whatever a bunch of people like on your Twitter feed. That's truth. And Putin's fault. And the, and, and the actual truth has nothing to do, but they're pushing up against some very basic truths that people can see. For instance, people can see masks don't work. The vaccine didn't prevent COVID. Lockdowns. You know, work. that inflation is not temporary. Men cannot have babies. I mean, they're trying to shove stuff down our throats that people, you know, can turn around and say, well, that actually isn't true, no matter how many likes you got on it
3: no you're so right i mean that that's a source of hope now i think more than we had say you know 3 and 4 years ago and before uh that these false narratives are being blown up people uh p- people are seeing that they have been lied to they've been deceived they've embraced ideas that have bad outcomes and they're going to see it more probably you know, yeah. over the next year and two years. We, we, we just don't know. Uh, but the numbers of, uh, of uh, you know, n- negative effects from vaccination and deaths
1: oh. from vaccination. Oh. Oh. Right. Are, that's going to be ahead uh, as long as they can hide
2: it. I think you're right there. I have a feeling that's one of the reasons why they wanted to pivot away from that so quick. Is that like, that's not even. Talk Absolutely. About no,
3: you're, you're so right. Uh, so they're pivoting now. The, the next big agenda, you know, they're That's why I I wrote that. I felt that the deep state really pushed this Russia-Ukraine war as a diversionary tactic away from the the crumbling narratives and the exposure, uh, the exposure of vote fraud. I mean, this is a this I, I will return to this. I will not let this one go when you have an appreciation for the the united states from its inception declaration of independence and the constitution and the legitimacy of our of our country of our government coming from the people that it's a it's a system based on the people it's of the people by the people for the people yeah. so the people's voice needs to be heard and it's heard most distinctly in a constitutional republic through voting so Voting integrity is everything to our system. Right. And if we don't have voting integrity, we do not have a future as a constitutional republic. We're already seeing the consequences. We have an installed, uh, you know, illegitimate president. And look at all the problems we have.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's
3: it's unbelievable.
2: and And and, and, and,
3: And we're the laughingstock of the world to be truthful.
2: But yes. Well, oh, no, Mark- it's,
1: brought, it's brought us back to leadership and respect and, yeah. and, and is able to send some of the best and the brightest abroad. Kamala Harris uh, has been knocking them out <laughs> over in Ukraine and, and, and Romania, Hungary uh, uh, giggling her oh, way um, to uh, word. For, I mean, it, 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 and we all say, well, you know, sure. She's, she's no, Chuck, you're being on. racist. You're being, being racist. Well, of course being... I'm being racist and sexist. Well... But it's wonderful that you put on the world stage an example of a total idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, she's sitting next to these presidents who have their good and bad uh, characteristics themselves, but they're not raging fools, and, and people ask them questions, and, and Kamala s- appears to be a dimwit. I mean, it's just... just really amazing that 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 we're willing to put out (laughs) well
2: not we there's no we there well Well, think
1: about it we have we have two
3: dimwits as the president and the vice president the executive branch of our government now has dimwits running it and we know that they're there because they are dimwits and they can be controlled by the people behind them yeah the The defense is having a field day Right. In manipulating American policy, right? Well, now. where do
2: you, what do you think is next? One of the things I think is to the Biden administration, careens from crisis to crisis, um, and, as diversion. What did somebody? I think Wayne Allen Root had a weapon of ma- mass distraction, right? A WMD. So in my experience, like nobody even remembers Afghanistan. That's like so old. Oh, yeah. It's like, were we at war with them? Um, you know, so Ukraine, I think people too, you know, people are like, well, nothing's really happening. I'm, you know, I give it, I don't know how much longer, but certainly before the midterms, I think people will be over it to a certain extent. What will they do or what do you think they're plotting next to uh, to distract us and to try to control and power destroy
3: everything destroy everything. Well, remember you you always have to you always have to think of what what, what are the, the levers to control society? They're all about control uh, and 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 um, shaping uh, things. Um, and and fear is one of the things they've used effectively. So yeah. I believe that you know they're going to be hyping the fear. Of climate change, of of, of um. carbon emissions, and the need to accelerate. I mean, even if we don't accelerate, the the commitments that are already that have already been made, you know, uh, to becoming a carbon free, uh, you know, having carbon free parts of our economy by twenty thirty. That's only eight years away. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, we're going to have
1: ten billions. Kerry uh, has promised uh, to help with the. Uh, climate change agenda to the UN. And of course, we have the uh, gender equity. Uh, I think there's 32 billion. So some huge numbers um, going out across the world to, just to help the world out. And they're going to be so appreciative. And, and it's it's going to help America. But so they're, I
2: mean, they're gonna, you think they're going to hype the fear? Uh, but you know, they've been trying that though, and it hasn't worked. Do you think they're just going to forget trying to, they're just going to basically just no, keep, down. yeah, just double down?
3: I I think they will double down. Yes, (laughs) but but they always, you know, there's always a next, a next card to play. So. Yes.
2: Well, particularly uh, when the truth doesn't We
3: have to, the important thing for American people and your audience needs to, you know, needs, your audience is probably already pretty well educated because of the great work that you do in educating them. And I thank you for that. But uh, deception is the master strategy always and that goes right back to the fall of man it it wasn't an outright lie but it was deception that was used right Mm -hmm. deception is the main tool that our adversaries use and so we we all have to be wise and discerning about deception and call it out and push it back
2: yeah because
3: because uh we can't allow Falsehood to take root in our society. We've already seen the consequences right. by us being too passive. Right, we, we should have been pushing back years ago about uh, against all
1: these things. Well, that's one nice thing about about Ron DeSantis. I mean, he, he is pushing back. He is pushing back yes. against yes. Disney right. CEO. And we're talking with Scott Powell, the author and lecturer, and and uh, his book uh, Rediscovering, Rediscovering America. America.
2: Um, And you know what, and Scott, let me do this because we're running out of time here. Where can, and I appreciate you coming on so much because you're great. Absolutely. Where can people get your book if they want to read more?
3: Well, um, let me, let me just give a, give a little bit of, um, uh, let me, let me tell your audience why the book is so, is so readable. Uh, I wrote this book, not for fame or fortune, but really to save the country, to wake the country up. And. The book is short. It's only about 200 pages plus a little bit. It's broken up into 14 very readable chapters. I work long and hard in making this a book with no excess, no fluff. It's it's very direct. It's well written. Every chapter is satisfying. It's like a short story. So for someone that doesn't read a lot of books, it's a great book to get a hold of. And it'll give you hope about the future. Unlike most other history books, which just give you a a narrative of of who, what, when, and where, my book addresses why did things happen? Why was there success? How did people overcome impossible odds? Because we're facing impossible odds now, aren't we? Yes. Well, so we, we learn from the past and see what they did. I identify nine qualities of character that enabled people to overcome impossible odds. And if we embrace uh, these qualities of character. And the first one really is belief and faith and reliance on God. It, all our great leaders uh, overcame great obstacles, great impossible odds by, uh, by faith. They knew that they couldn't do it by themselves, but with God's right. help, they could overcome. And that also instills, you know, a kind of courage. In other words, it's, it's not just me alone. I have Right. You know, I have God behind me. You have uh-huh. courage, you have resilience, you know, so when things don't go right and you fall down, you can get up yeah. and proceed and you can persist in, in, in things. So all these qualities, and there are more, are all articulated in the book. So one could read the book and say, wow, this is kind of a self-help book as well.
2: Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, save the country and help and, yourself.
3: Yeah, and uh, so the book now is available at Barnes and Noble. It I think the supply has come back You know, we have these supply chain problems. So the, while the book is printed and bound and it's a beautiful oh. book, I've had more people comment about the cover. The cover oh. alone sells the book. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think Amazon is going to get more books. But right now, Barnes and Noble has plenty of books. So so easy to order it online there. Easy to, you know. I don't know that all stores have it, but you assume that they probably do. Farms and Noble does not have that many stores left, so I yeah. think they distribute probably widely.
2: Right, but you can get it there online. Well, Scott, thank you so yeah, thank much. Thank
3: you, Scott. We love having your, your own. time.
2: Yeah, appreciate. Have a great weekend. Well, let's do it
3: again. You've got, you've got a great audience, and, and I really want
2: to commend audience. you
3: for the the great work that you're doing. Well, thank all you. right well thanks uh, to it, you it's, too It's appreciated all right, all right. All right. thank
2: you thank and, you and I love no Colorado
3: problem. by the way I skied oh. there I, you know I take a a, a one week a ski trip every year from Florida and I went to Colorado land. oh that's
2: kind of funny and we're going to Florida later on too so <laughs>
3: okay <laughs> well look me up if you're in my neighborhood we'll, we'll have all right, a, 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 all right. we'll thank have coffee so... or lunch or something okay wonderful right. thank, hey, thank you good. that sounds wonderful.
2: Yep. Scott S Powell there his book Rediscovering America you know he had a really good point i, I mean i had never even thought about those terms that you know that that, that it, everything bad started with deception mm-hmm. um and and that that is something that they rely on, right? They rely on people not knowing the truth, not hearing the truth, not understanding the truth, and they make it harder and harder to talk about the truth. You, you know, well, that's and the so key to it all. that's <laughs> the key to it all. So we're hoping to get, in. I don't know, um, Thomas, were you able to get hold of Maurice yet? Um, Maurice Emmer was in a. He's he's uh, was going to talk to us about the Tina Peters case because speaking about the truth. Okay, he's trying him now. So we did what what Maurice we had him on Wednesday, and he said, you know, do you think any Many of the reporters actually read the um, indictment, and I guarantee you they did not, because if they did, they would have gone like, what? I mean, it's it it's astonishing what they are actually accusing her of doing, and this hullabaloo, and then I was... Well, it's
1: online, and you ought to read it, because, you know, most indictments, they set out the facts, and they... Then they go from there to what the indictments are, et cetera. Here they just give you the indictments first because they don't want to have to, <laughs> want to have to go through the beginning part because it makes no sense.
2: It, it makes no sense. And at they well. have
1: definitional parts and they have yeah. statutory parts, and it's it's all. But, but they, and they figure they have to tell you exactly what the statute says because they're it it, it, it they imply that merely talking to a public servant. Is a form they, of corruption. Sure,
2: right, yeah, right. So they have 10 counts, right? And if you read the mainstream media, you're like, oh my gosh, it must be like, you know, sort of like Putin or something like that. So, and it's not really clear and it's confusing to me, but it, it seems as if, like Maurice was indicating on Wednesday, that what they're accusing her of doing is trying to influence a public official by calling the public official and saying, look, what Tina Peters wanted to do was when they were going to come in and wipe the systems and the Dominion people were going to do their thing, um, that that, that she wanted to have it open to the public in the interest of transparency. And
1: that apparently is a crime.
2: And, and and so she called and asked for that, and they said no. And then she called somebody else, and they said no. And that's she's being indicted for that. Now, I'm not clear if it's that or when you go through and you read everything, I think the bottom line is, is and, and I'm not saying she's guilty because I don't think she's guilty of anything. Um, what they're accusing her also of doing is – hiring somebody using a fake name for that person then hiring them to go observe what dominion did um and that's it now the person didn't do anything didn't well touch they're, not anything. Accused of, they're
1: not accused of doing anything but they start out telling you that these images from the dominion machine as well as the passwords appeared on the internet and that never comes up again and, and right. so she's not charged with 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 pirating those images and putting them on the internet no. or anything else. It just, you're supposed to make that assumption somehow because apparently... They have no idea how it got on the internet. And they don't think they can prove that Tina Peters did it. Well, and
2: Tina Peters had indicated that she never even had the passwords to begin with. It was all dominion. So it looks like Maurice is still in his court hearing. So let me go ahead and if we hopefully we can get him. If not, we'll get him back later. So the bottom line is so you read all this and you'd think, like I said, that she was some kind of god awful war criminal, murdering kind of person. And in the end, the main accusation against her is that after the Secretary of State's office told her that she couldn't have this stuff open to the public. She hired somebody, used a fake name, and then that person went in. Now that person, nobody did anything. That person just watched apparently or gave her advice. I mean, whatever, but that's it. And the most outrageous thing is when they arrested her, they put her bail on that at $500,000, a half million dollar cash only bail. Now, murderers don't get that right. right murderers don't get that. so there's a person who you look at these charges and Tina Peters by the way denies it and says she wasn't doing anything the other thing that outraged me about this is the indictments assume that Jenna Griswold is right and right. that Tina right. Peters has no rights right which is totally not the case that's part of the counter claims in the lawsuit Tina or Tina Peters are saying I had every right to do what I did um, and instead the crooked da turns around and says well that's a crime and then they put her in jail for a half million dollars bond now keep in mind the guy matthew doloff who shot and killed the trump supporter they just dropped all the charges against him that's okay right but tina peters i tell you what guys tina peters only crime was questioning the election was, she? I mean, she, she was questioning the election and that was her crime. And that's why the only reason they set that bond so high is they wanted her to spend the night in jail because they wanted to spend a message to anyone else who questions the election. We will come after you. We will get you. We will put you in jail. So, so
1: she appears by Zoom the next day and the judge sets the bail at $25,000 I mean, for that's... her and 10,000 for her associate. Uh, I, I mean, so, you know, y- you really do, have an abuse. It is spot. crooked right.
2: as all get out. Yeah, yeah that's the
1: that, that DA. They, well, he's a Republican. There, is there are n- lots of crooked Republicans out there. You've
2: got, particularly in this day and age, and I disagree with some of these policies, where they're letting they're letting people who carjack people, people assault people, all kinds of people out on a no bond. Right? They release them almost immediately. All right,
1: we've got uh, Maurice Emmer with us, thankfully. Maurice, thanks for uh, for getting on the the phone with us.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm a little late because the uh, hearing just ended here at the uh, courthouse in Denver.
1: Okay. How'd, how'd your hearing can, go? Can
2: you talk about that or?
0: Yeah, sure. I can talk about it if you like.
2: Yeah, sure. maybe Bonnie, update, like update on that. So this is the, the one, the lawsuit that Ron Hanks and a number of people have filed. I mean, can you explain what the lawsuit was and then what was the hearing and then what happened?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, briefly, uh, it was filed by Ron Hanks and two county clerks and three county commissioners. And then Ron dropped out of the case uh, because he's uh, really too busy with his campaign and his legislative work. But it doesn't matter that he's not a plaintiff anymore because the others carry on. So it's a, it's a case involving the illegality of the voting systems in Colorado for several reasons, that they're illegal. And also it's a challenge to election rules that Jenna Griswold promulgated in the fall, uh, earlier, actually in the summer as emergency rules and then in the fall as permanent rules. So that's what the lawsuit's about. And the uh, attorney general represents, or his office represents the secretary of state in things like this. They filed a motion to dismiss the case, and this was an argument, oral argument on the motion to dismiss.
2: Okay. Now, did the judge rule, so or was a judge, is the judge going to rule, or
0: what?
2: No. No. Normally, they would not
0: rule. It's a pretty complicated issue, yeah. a set of issues, and uh, it would be very unusual for him to have ruled right. from the bench. He wanted to hear uh, hear the arguments, and he had. A lot of questions for both sides. He came prepared with a lot of questions. And then he announced that he had a a jury trial coming up immediately, which could consume him for a few weeks before he could get back to this. So I wouldn't expect a decision very soon.
2: Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for doing that, um, and thank you for updating us. Let me switch over then to to the Tina Peters case. We took your advice, Chuck and I, and read the indictment. And before you came on, I was like, it's just a bunch of garbage. But I have a question for you because well, it's
1: bizarre. I mean, you, you get to the end of it and you expect more You're like, pages. What was the crime? Why? Why, why, why is this? Why? Is, why are the signatures? Where, where are the rest of the pages? Um, and and so the were run. they?
2: Were they accusing her of trying to influence a public official by simply repeating her request to have this be open to the public? Is which would mean that, that the crime? Is that the crime, or is it just that she they told her no, and then she brought this other person in allegedly? Or can well, you? Well,
3: the,
0: the uh, it, it's hard to tell.
2: Okay,
0: uh, you know, a prompt for those who don't know cr- anything about criminal law, really. Uh, There's no such thing as, like, common law, criminal law. So there's no crime unless there's a statute... Right. ...that was adopted by the state legislature that says this is a crime. And the statute has... Every statute has what they call elements. So it will recite, you know, it is first-degree, let's say, uh, theft, to do the following things. And it'll list things that have to be present for the crime to have been committed. And if any of those elements is missing, there's no crime. It's right. It's just kind of like common sense. It's you've got to go by the by the definition. Wow. So I, I, I have to admit, I've never done criminal work. I haven't seen indictments before, but this looked really weird to me
3: mm-hmm.
0: because well you've read it. So you saw they yeah. went through and they said they had thirteen conclusory uh uh charges. And so when I say conclusory, they just say uh Peters and Nicely violated this statute or right. peter's violated that statute or nicely and they don't tell you why you know like right. what are the facts right because so, then they have a long a long recitation of a bunch of election rules right. followed by a long recitation of a bunch of alleged facts and
2: right. they right. never
0: go back and say it's Your these facts that support this, yeah, time. right. So, and
2: I'm going to tell you,
3: it's, yeah, it's like a, like a jigsaw puzzle.
2: It is. And Maurice, I've read a bazillion. I was a reporter for 30 years. I've read a bazillion indictments. And I've normally, you don't really have at the end of a criminal indictment all this weird recitation. Normally, it's in the charges, and they explain on this day a, you count know, one. and day, count one is this, and they did this. Because the way I read it is they charged her for with all these counts of attempting to, to, to influence a public official because she was simply calling him up and he asked. Well, him, Well, they don't
1: say what the what the violation was. They They just make the conclusionary opinion that it's that, a crime that, that she used deception in order to call them or it's and, and don't, they don't say what the deception, well, but the deception
2: was. was exactly and mm-hmm. it'd be I mean if you read that it'd be like if you called your state legislator and said hey you know I want you to vote for this bill all of a sudden that's a crime I, I mean it's just ridiculous and the other thing that was so outrageous to me is like you said when they go through all these election laws they assume that Jenna Griswold is right mm-hmm. and that Tina Peters has no authority to change Challenge or her come to our own conclusions, which is not true at all. I mean, Tina Peters is the elected clerk and recorder there. I, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. It was, and to look at the media, like you said, you'd think, I was saying, you know, she was a war criminal or a murderer or something.
1: Well,
0: um, have you heard the term talking indictment? Have you ever heard that term yes. talking indictment? Yes. Uh, so this, this impresses me as a talking uh, indictment. And what that means is that it's really intended to communicate information right, not yeah. to the courts and right. not to the defendant, but to right. other people. Right. And that's why you include all that other BS. Right. right. All the other BS, right. it's intended for a wider audience. Yeah.
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. And Sanders asking. So, who and, filed Let me just clarify this. So she's saying one of our listeners is is typed in the chat room, who filed a complaint against Tina Peters? What it was, um, Sandra, it was an indictment. The district attorney took it to a grand jury where, of course, they present only what they want to present. And the grand jury handed down these indictments. Well, let me ask you this, too. This is the other thing. So there's nothing in there about violence. There's nothing in there about danger to a community. Like I said, her only crime was questioning the election, and they wanted her to spend a night in jail. I mean, I've never seen something like this where they set a five hundred thousand dollar bond,
1: all cash, all bonds. cash
2: bond. And knowing, the next
1: day, it's brought down to twenty five thousand. I mean, 10.
2: that's like, have you? I mean, that's crazy. That that's not crazy. That's, that's just a evil, of process. Right.
0: Well, I don't. I don't know where the five hundred thousand came from, and maybe that's what the DA asked for. It right. was a ridiculous request because uh, obviously even if you accept the the indictment at face value and say okay she did these things which by the way we don't know because it's only an indictment it's just you you think in an indictment they're going to include exculpatory information I don't think so Uh, but but uh, even even if she did all these things to they don't as you said they don't justify a huge yeah. bail. She is not a she's not a flight risk. They took her passport as they right. normally do, and they gave her an or- order to stay in the state. And if she leaves the state, they'd have grounds to arrest her again. So I'm sure she's going to stay in the
1: state until well, the her father term. died the night before. I mean, yeah, she she, you know, so no, it's just it's it was just, just to punish her. It's disgusting. Let
2: me move on to something else I wanted to yeah, talk about because yeah. we have a lot of our listeners that have sure. commented on this. So then. Christy Burton Brown the chairperson of the state Republican mm-hmm. Party um, decides in in her effort to be non intervening or uh, getting involved them, to be neutral in her in her decision to be neutral suggests that Tina Peters quit and and you know not, demand. Demand, not I mean
1: to and, me and that's a, cl- a clear violation of, of her uh, of her obligation to be neutral um, she, on its face on its face I mean it's just absurd you, you know, it, it, it isn't up for for Christie Burton Brown to tell candidates to to get rid of their campaigns. That's expressly uh, prohibited, and so she expressly violates that. And then she cons uh, poor Marilyn and Priscilla to go along with her because they want to be above reproach. I mean, it, it it is a certain amount of of the establishment Republican Party that it, that is repulsive in this state. Just repulsive.
0: Yeah. May I tell you an anecdote? Sure. Sure. Uh, that relates to that. Yeah. yeah. So I happened to be at a, at a party luncheon in Pitkin County two days ago. Uh, Christy Burton Brown was visiting. So there was a, a luncheon to, uh, host her mm. and, uh, Tina Peters showed up along That's with her. Right. Uh, and Tina, Tina came, I'm sure to give her pitch. Cause she, she's running for the secretary of state's nomination. Right. And, uh, And everything was pretty civil uh, until Tina and Sharona had to leave. And then a few minutes later, Sharona came back. She was not happy. She had seen the press release, I guess. And she confronted uh, Christy, I think justifiably, there for all to hear. Uh, How could you sit here across from Tina through the lunch and not bother to mention that you had issued this this morning? Okay. So that's the first I knew about it. Um, I'll be frank with you, uh, I think this justifies Christy Burton Brown's resignation and I think it might justify the resignation of the other two officers, uh, if, uh, depending on what more might be learned about them. I suspect Christy was behind it.
1: Oh, I yes. Was very
0: open. Guaranteed. I, very, I, immedi- I immediately sent an email to Christy and others saying, uh, I read this press release, and, you know, it starts out with her, with Christie's attempting to justify uh, right. her, her, her demand. And then it ends, this is interesting. And then yeah. it ends with a paragraph from Joe, Joe Jackson,
2: right. the
0: executive director of the state party, saying, hey, we're impartial.
1: Yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah. well I have nothing else more to say about this because we want to maintain our neutrality. You
2: know,
1: I, I, said, not- I said, I said,
0: I said, I said, hold on. First you crap all over Tina and then Joe sprays room fresh on it. I mean, come on.
2: <laughs> well, and I would, I would want to ask Chrissy Burton Brown, did you read the indictment? Because if you read the indictment, I think if anyone who actually read the indictment, not just the the mainstream progressive corporate media's you know interpretation of it, which was hand fed to them by the DA's office, I, I mean, even if you're Christy Burton Brown, no, I could did. see her saying no, something.
1: She read it because I know Priscilla read it um but but it's just that well then how it, come it, they
2: didn't say what what well, does this because mean because
1: you're sitting there with legal counsel and everybody else and all the all the you know um lundeen and others who are all going oh oh this is we're, we're right on the verge of victory and now this you have to do something we must be saved from this you must issue it immediately and take you know uh, look look at this look at the allegations uh, Oh, 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 allegations aren't necessarily proven fact. Oh, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Um, It was a disgraceful performance, just a disgraceful performance. Um, But I don't think the majority of the SEC will vote to recall her, um, though that she deserves to be recalled.
0: Well, uh, regardless of whether she gets recalled or not, I would encourage, and I am encouraging, every registered Republican To write emails and letters to their county organizations and to the state party demanding her resignation.
1: Yeah. And, And you
0: can't make you can't make her resign. But I think you can make it crystal clear that she has lost whatever trust she might have had among a very large swath of Republicans in the state of Colorado. That's what I would encourage.
2: You know, and to put a little bit of history in it, there have been times when there have been Democrat candidates um, who have gotten in trouble, and everybody jumps up and down and demands that the party, you know, say something to them, and then the Democrat Party comes back and says... You know, it's not up to us. We don't take a role in that. I'll give Dick Wadham's credit. I mean, he's not always credit for Well, back back when, remember when Dan Mays was running for? I mean, there have been times. I guess what I'm saying is when there have been candidates and issues have come up. And in the past, I've seen both Democrats and Republicans maybe privately wishing that this would all go away but publicly saying nothing and publicly saying we can't say anything that's not our well role. you should
1: have heard dick on and i love dick he's a friend but, but, and everything but, but, but else. he was but a your
2: person well
1: but when he went on peter's show yesterday or the day before yesterday and said he he loved the the statement by by uh well, well, that's he Brown. Hates,
0: he hates- and
1: uh and that and that uh that she should absolutely suspend her campaign. So if, if he had, a, had morals about it, he's gotten rid of them.
0: Well, here's an interesting thing to think about. Um, those three officers who, whose names are on that press release sit on a tribunal hearing complaints about others allegedly <clears throat> violating the bylaws of the state party. Yes, they do. And here they are committing committing a really huge... I'll tell you which bylaw it is. It's Roman 3, subsection C, that calls for impartiality in primary elections. It's unequivocal. It doesn't say accept this or accept that. It's unequivocal. And so here they are. Where Where is their moral standing to sit in judgment of others after this?
1: Well, th- th- that yes. particular the clause is only imposed against grassroots people yeah it, uh, there, there, there are an incredible oh, number yeah. of <laughs> people that, that, that it does not apply to so it's just simply
2: that's a that's a that's in the really really fine so, yeah it's a
1: parenthetical uh, but but this applies only to grassroots uh, individuals
2: well let me just a couple questions so in number...
1: go ahead uh, sure.
2: uh, go ahead well i was going to ask real quick when you said that Sharona came back in and confronted um, Christy Burton Brown, what was Christy Burton Brown's response?
0: Big smile. Uh, she didn't respond, right? Yeah. And uh, and and Frank, and then uh, Sharona lapsed, and a bunch of people were turning their heads and asking, What was that about? And the chairman, the county chairman, suggested that it was not a topic that was on the agenda for the day. And we were, oh, okay, it. yeah, that's be, right. Be, that's... Okay, I mean, well, 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 but you know, in fairness, in fairness, yeah. it wasn't, uh, it, I think it. I think it raised awareness and a lot of people probably, you know, rushed off after the election, after the lunch to look it up. Right. Well, see what it's about? All right,
2: well, and people we're... who
0: wanted to know, I br- I, br- I briefed a few of them on it uh, after the luncheon, people who came up to me and said, what was that about? I told them what it was about. And that's that. So I think I, I, I don't know where this is going. It might go nowhere. But uh, I think that christy made a huge blunder
2: no i agree all, all right Mark say. grace listen well thank you for coming on our show we appreciate, we appreciate it We appreciate it you were great coming right
1: you. out of the courtroom and all that yeah that. really
2: so i hope you get yeah. a more relaxing rest okay, of your good. day all, all right. right have
1: a good party friday all right. okay thank good you. nice talking to you uh, thank you You too
2: maurice maurice emmer there hey guys that will kind of wrap it up for us thank you it's over to, we're, it's we're a, we're over i know thanks we're to done. scott as Paul, thank done. you for maurice for taking yeah. time on a very busy day all the great guys thomas and don and doug at bbs radio we love having all you guys on zoom too i'm sorry we didn't get to read as many of the comments as we They're do sometimes good. yeah They're
1: always good so everybody take care We're off to a birthday party and you have a good time. (laughs) That's
2: right. We'll see you on Monday. Have
3: a great weekend.